You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Let's go ahead and get started. Bruce, how are you today? Healthy and alive. He's always healthy and alive. That, uh, no, that's good. That's good. And Ned, how are you? Full of laughs. Uh, on yeah, yeah. Life's good. Always good. <laughs> it always got some funny side to it, even though it's dark. What else? Well, that's good. Uh, glad to see you back. You uh, you called me earlier in the week and said that you were coming on on Friday. I have yeah. not planned anything today because right. when you do come on, that means I don't have to plan anything and I don't have to talk as much. Thank goodness. So what do you have? What do you have? What do you have that's on your mind? What's front and center for you? What do you want to talk about? Where should I start? Um, I think basically it, it's, it's the usual stuff. It's, it's to start with, if you think about it, let's bring some people up to speed. Let's talk about coincidences because the laundry is all coming out now, isn't it? We're starting to find out where and what actually happened, but the media is still keeping it shut away from people. You, you have to go find the information that, yes, the labs were here, it, you know, and everything like that, and it's, but they're still pushing the agenda. But for people to make up their own mind, I don't know about the rest of, rest of them, but, but one coincidence is one thing. Two coincidences, okay, three, you're starting to take the mick. Four, this is really going bad. But, I mean, if, if you think about it, what was it, what, the, the first coincidence? There's a set of labs at Wuhan, and that's where it all started. And yet, everything was sidetracked. Yeah, okay. Everybody took it on pat. Then you've got the actual information they didn't actually tell you was, they're actually studying the exact same stuff. You're Mr. Fauci. We have mission. Fauci, Anthony Fauci, who I'm afraid, like Witty on this side, led your government by the nose, and they well, wanted to follow whatever he said. Hold on a minute. He he explained himself, Fauci did. He said this. We had a collaboration with some Chinese com, uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Uh, that, see, he explained it. He explained it. They had a collaboration yeah. with some Chinese co- um, scientists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the good of everybody, eh? Yeah. Um, and then you've got, then you find out the investors and controllers that are behind that, the companies. You find out then, basically, they would be the ones that would benefit from any development in, within the vaccine department and of course you've always got the, there are two names that seem to rise above the board and are still rising above the board Fauci of course I don't know whether they finished dragging him through um not the courts what do they call it not senate uh, it's senate he's hearings yes yeah, senate hearings yeah. and house hearings and uh, things like that he's um, he's still under the he's still getting raked across the coals in there yeah I'd like to see what they do to him I bet he gets away with it because the thing is if you'd seen the site for the Wuhan labs earlier on when it all kicked off, their web page is slightly changed. And Fauci's changed it, changed it, some of the wording. I wish I'd taken a photograph of the damn thing in the beginning. And I think he's changed it for legal reasons or wrangling so he could say one thing or another. He's, he's doing a bit of a twist and a turn in your Senate hearings. And then the other person you've got is Bill Gates. He seems to pop his head up everywhere. He seems to be the face of... Everything to do with what has been 
immorally set up to do with vaccines. I know in 2019, we warned that what he said, that in 2020, vaccines would be the thing to make money on. Oh, yeah, he was right. But then why say that in 2019? It's another coincidence. But then you go into his history and then you even find out, which is worrying, really, especially if you've got a daughter, because one of the biggest things in modern schools nowadays, they push a vaccine called HPV. Human papillomavirus, yeah. Yes. And who did the test in India? Gates. On 14,000 girls. Yes. And they're still trying to get hold of him legally. He is still wanted in India right now. In fact, if, yeah. if that is that is very little known, that's true. Uh, if Bill Gates yeah. were to take a plane and touch down on the tarmac in India today, he would be taken yeah. into custody by the authorities there. Yes, he would, because because basically, I mean, I, I mean <clears throat> they were what ten to fourteen year old girls, and it was the HPV virus, and. It was under a heading called PATH, which was the Program for Appropriate Technology in Health, and which based in Seattle at the time. I don't know whether it's still there, but this was in 2009. That's where his residence is, this. by the way. Yeah. He lives in Seattle. And the, and the problem is, yeah, like over here, I mean, I always question things. I say, well, HPV, they say, oh, it, it, it's rife in places in the world and you should vaccinate your child. It's not rife in this country. Why are we vaccinating our girl for it? Oh, you could get it. So they're going through all the girls in schools at that age and telling them they should have a vaccine for HPV. Okay. And I'm giving it all right. And yet something like that hasn't been resolved in India when they did all the testing. And there was a lot of harm caused. But that's sort of been brushed aside and tucked away and hidden in a dark corner in the world. And I'm just wondering how many people that have daughters of that age. And it's just a question. Look into it. I've got a daughter. I had to look into it. I mean, I didn't actually know about it until I actually thought, well, why HPV? I mean, I've been around for a while. I I mean, it's not everywhere in the world. It might be in one or two places, but what have they done here? And then why is it? And then it seems to be spreading across. Another thing that has been piped through the schools and they seem to be using schools now. And I think... Really, schools should be, the education system should be able to step aside and go, well, no, this is a medical thing. If they need a vaccine, go to hospital, get it. They shouldn't be using, because they get in, they seem to be getting the schools as a pipeline, a gathering place to be able to do this in groups and stuff. And I don't know how, I mean, personally, if I was a head of a school, I'd be saying, well, really, mm, I'd prefer it if you didn't do it on our grounds or whatever. And well, it they done. have they have control of the institutions. That's why they're able to do it there. So they they have they have control over the governmental departments that oversee education in nations now, and they've been feeding their lines into children's schools for quite some time now. That much is evident. Hell, they've they've all but captured pretty much uh, every bit of the schooling system and the education system in the United States, all the way up through to uh, to university graduation. And the, of course, they've gotten the uh, the graduate schools and everything else on top of that. So I think there's all but one university in America. Uh, there's all but one that, or maybe two, that receive government grants. Crud. So, and if they don't, what do you? Th what messages do you and think they And if they, they don't do as they're told, they lose. The they grant. lose their money. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Ooh, that is. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, but that is just. But do the people know that? That's the problem. I mean, we 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 talk about it, but do everybody know it? And then you've got to worry about: do the people care? 
and that's 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 the point. I mean, the, are, are people got to a point where they're just numb and they've had enough? You're, you're going to get certain groups of the population which which have had enough. They've had they've absorbed too much that they just become numb to it and they just carry on. So they're in the place where those in power are happy with, and they're just trying to do the same to the rest. Or you know, I mean, at the moment they're polarizing the populations, aren't they? Two of them and us. That sort of polarization is not good. I mean. If you think about it, in in the past, you had whether it was um, Nazis, whether it is um, segregation of whites and blacks, or whatever. There was notices. Funny enough, there was registration cards. Would that be similar to a a vaccination passport? Would wouldn't it? So basically, this is a massive form of segregation where they're using a vaccination passport to create a two tier thing, which is a polarization of humanity. We're vaccinated. You're not. Whereas, really, it shouldn't really matter. It shouldn't really matter why people have to know why someone's vaccinated or not. But does it matter? I mean, that does it matter? No, it doesn't. It, it, no, it no, doesn't no. matter because Boris Johnson can but, come out and he's the leader of this country. He can come out and say, "I know, I, I, I understand that the vaccine doesn't cure it. It um, doesn't stop you getting in it. It doesn't stop you stop stop you passing it on." But would you take your booster? <laughs> but and you've got to laugh. You, know, you got to laugh at that, sure. But when I say doesn't it matter, the, the reason I say that is because we know what's happening to those that are taking it. Now, granted, not all, but we know a goodly percentage of them that are taking oh, it, the, they're going into the hospitals. Yeah, they're down sick. I, I know I, people that are double jabbed that are down seriously sick right now. Yeah, but this, this is the problem. I mean, I laughed at what he said, but the dark side of what he said was the booster. Now, a booster means it boosts the original vaccine. The original vaccine was created for alpha strain. Now, we've had loads of other strains since, like you always get with viruses, whether it's the flu virus, it's always changing, where other viruses, it changes and it does get weak. But the thing is, because it's not a natural vaccine and it's a designed vaccine, this mRNA can respond to other strains in an abnormal way. And that is the problem. I mean, that is why a lot of children in the schools that are being vaccinated that are 12 and above have been seemingly healthy and that they don't get unhealthy. But when they've had the vaccine, they show signs of COVID because there's other strains around and this alpha vaccine reacts abnormally to that. And then when they test, whoa, I've got COVID. So the actual vaccine has become a tool to further the aims of, oh, hang on, it's all of a sudden gone up. Oh, dear, we've got to show. And it's interfering with education. It's totally messed it up. It's given, it's basically given a false positive, really. Yes, COVID's out there. And like they say, the vaccine doesn't stop you getting it. Everybody that's got the vaccine could have COVID, a strain of COVID. It was there to help those at risk. It was there to help those, well, medically at risk and the aged. Yes, fine. But they could have other strains and whatever, which are benign because it's not affecting them until they get this. This booster is another worry. This booster is a worry because that could be the next step of harm. Because why? If it a booster, if it's a booster to the alpha, now you got to have common sense, and we know the alpha can abnormally react to the other strains. Why give a booster when you're feeling healthy when you've got a chance of putting yourself at risk? Because that's all you're doing. You're just heightening the chance that you might 
have an adverse effect to it. So um, why? Couple couple things there. Um, uh, first of all, uh, we just learned this week um, how they treat someone that has myocarditis that was brought on by the vaccine. Um, they oh, what the expansion of the heart, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so how they treat that when it's vaccine related? Uh, they give you a regiment of uh, ivermectin. I thought that was quite ironic because what's happening is is the virus is virus. Excuse me, the mRNA. The vaccine is replicating no, in the heart, right. and it's causing the yeah. It, it's effectively a virus. mRNA is technically a virus. Well, it it's is. A messenger it, it, virus. it creates itself just like a normal virus by using your cells. Right. So it's, and, it's actually using part of you to create itself. Right, and that's what's happening in the heart. The heart then has inflammation problems because your yep. your immune system is responding. Blah blah blah. Uh, ivermectin uh, stops the replication process of the virus. Uh, so they administer that for people that are having adverse effects from uh, the vaccine. I found it ironic that they're doing it. I found it ironic that they're doing that for the vaccine. But here in the States, you are barred from so much as speaking about the efficacy of ivermectin versus COVID-19. Um, that, that's the first thing. The second thing is um, with the vaccines and everything. Um, the, the problem with the vaccines currently, according to the doctors, professionals in, in this world, um, it's not that it's causing new viruses in the sense of, uh, it, it's, um, uh, we've talked about it before, uh, uh, the, the enhancement or, or, or auto, it's where your, your immune system requires the vaccine to fight against the, the, Antibody the next bug. That, thank you. Um, we're not to that level yet. Um, it, he, they're, they're basically, basically what he's saying is, um, the vaccines are causing the virus to replicate a certain direction. Like it's causing it to mutate. Uh, for example, the, the alpha strain has the S1 spike protein. Well, the Delta strain doesn't, the no. Mu strain doesn't, they don't have the S1 spike protein because the vaccine only targeted the S1 spike protein. So it's learned to replicate or, or excuse me, mutate out the S1 spike protein. So now the vi the vaccine doesn't work against these these new strains. So basically what's happening is, is the vaccine is is directing nudging pushing the virus to evolve a certain direction and it, it, it's going to eventually cause it to to create a uh, a superbug if you will. Uh, it's what they're afraid. normal effect against these viruses and that's the problem. I mean the, I mean how many times how much damage has to be done before they draw back? That's the problem. They are actually hurting people unnecessarily. They intend I mean, to. I mean, yeah, you, they, yeah, they are literally exactly. hurting people. Yeah, yeah, no, they, they, they intend to, though, because if you look at New Zealand, look at the uh, prime minister down there, uh, that, that one chick, she was saying, uh, the question was, um, do you realize that it's separating or, or it's causing two groups of people? Yeah, it is. And she's, yeah, it's polarizing. Exactly it's, it. You're it's right, polarizing yeah. every society. But it it's intended. It, she admitted to it being intended. This is an intended effect. She's oh like, yeah, yes, yeah, that is, and is. we're trying to do that. But it's and, not and helpful. No, I mean, I mean, uh, no. Well, but, what are you going to do? No, is get people at each other's throats. Define helpful, because if you're coming at it from the side of control and authoritarianism, uh, autocracy, then yes, it is very useful for you. It is very helpful. But for us that want freedom, liberties, those kind of things. It's not helpful for us at all. Yeah. For those that want, let me see, um, who say you don't need anything to be happy, <laughs> which is said yeah. by those that have it all. 
Exactly. Do you know, saying by those who have it all, that there were 50 new billionaires made during COVID? Is that all? No, 50 billion. And that was only related to the medical and pharmaceutical uh-huh. side. I was going to say. That they was were only all, related uh, to that. Yeah. They were like all Moderna and <laughs> Pfizer execs, right? Oh, uh, actually, about them. <laughs> I mean, that is that is that is another joke. If you if you think about it, though, Sun Valley had a big visitation of billionaires the other day, didn't it? They had a big meeting. There was a lot of billionaires down there. Oh yes, <laughs> they were in uh, in Glasgow. You mean? No, no, the no, no Sun Valley. Oh, Sun Valley. I don't. I don't oh no, 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 no. Um, there was a big meeting of billionaires, and people were trying to uh, like news was trying to ask them questions and stuff and they just ignored them and they were having their own little summit uh-huh it was quite interesting yeah oh no no they've um they're, they're having their own little gathering now all all these billionaires and stuff so i mean they're trying to figure out of... what their next play is going to be because i well, think yeah, here, of pretty soon they're going to start running for the hills quite frankly because today well, today too- yeah, today you've got a fresh round of lockdowns coming around in uh, in all these countries in Europe. This is what you've got going on today. As of this morning, the Netherlands will mm-hmm. impose new lockdowns and restrictions affecting all people vaccinated or not. Uh, that's effective from tomorrow night. By the way, they have an 85% vaccination rate, apparently. Uh, that's, that's what they're saying. Austria has said that they're going to impose nationwide lockdowns for the unvaccinated population. Uh, what? I, I, I'm, I'm not well, sure because actually, the hospitals are just full of vaccinated people. If you think about it, the irony of it is, yeah, if you're vaccinated and you can still catch it, and the chances are you might have it and you can still pass it on, but you're not showing any effects, yeah? So basically, you're a carrier. The unvaccinated person that goes and goes, well, yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to test myself every now and then or whatever. Oh, good. I'm negative. It'd be, it's safer for him if he gets locked down away from the vaccinated. Yeah, quite frankly. They're all carriers. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's just it. There's a uh, there's a news report we played out of and we're not going to play it here because it's all in Flemish, uh, which is what they speak in Belgium, by the way. (laughs) There's a news report uh, in uh, some people don't know that it's a news report from a hospital. Yeah, go ahead. To be fair, I did chuckle to myself because I'm not familiar with what languages are spoken very well. (laughs) And Flemish just like the. I've heard it before, and I, and you, you know, I knew of, of the language. Of just, snot. Yeah, you got it. Y- it's yes. basically, <laughs> yes, basically, it's Dutch, and Dutch is like a mixture of uh, of like English and German. It's it's really weird. Like we can understand uh, part of Dutch, and then like I, I understand Dutch more than I understand German most of the time, and it's it's really strange because I listen to German, it's like okay, well, I know what they're saying there, but then I listen to Dutch, and it's like. Okay, now I definitely know what they're saying because it's 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 just it's weird. It's just weird. It's it's really strange. But anyway, I'm getting off topic here. But we we played the clip of a doctor talking about what was going on in his hospital. He said, "Look, a couple of months ago, we were dealing with just uh, vaxxed and and unvaxxed patients, kind of at a balance, coming in and, and occupying our ICUs." He says, "That's not the case anymore. We're a hundred percent." ICU capacity of fully vaccinated people. That's what's actually yeah. happening. So yeah. Austria is going to lock down the unvaccinated uh, because of uh, sharply rising infection rates. Which, how, how are you even determining that? Because the testing has been pulled. So what, like, what, what, what are you doing? The, the Germans are talking about doing the same thing, which if they're talking about, that means they're going to do it. Uh, Norway, do you remember Norway removed everything? They fully opened and, and they said, oh, yeah, yeah. we're going to lift everything. 
right? Just like Denmark, right? Denmark reintroduced uh, restrictions a couple of days ago. Norway announced this morning that they're going to not only just reintroduce the restrictions that they got rid of a few months ago, they're now all going to get vaccine passports just overnight, J- just overnight. Yeah, but this is it. They know it doesn't do anything. You see, this is, this is, the, they're not doing anything. You see, the thing is, this is open. This is open discussion, what we do. It's everything that's behind the doors. It's it's the meetings or whatever. And all they got to think is, right, how can we put pressure on this person? How can we put pressure on that? I mean, I, I, I laughed about the Boris Johnson thing, but he actually voiced things like a public schoolboy that was being bullied. I know it doesn't do this. I know it doesn't do this. I know it doesn't do this, but please get the booster. You know, as if to say, it's my job. I don't want to get sacked by those that what control an idiot. me. What an absolute idiot. You know, you know, you know, you know. But I mean, it's, it, it's, I tell you what, though, he's the first one to say it in such a way where it's laughable and it's truthful. That's true. That, that is true. I'll uh, give you that he, one. He, he actually did say the truth. I know it doesn't do this. I know it doesn't do that. I know it doesn't do this. But please get the booster. As in, yes, there's an ulterior motive behind this. I mean, if anybody listened to that and went, well, why do it in the first place? So he's either done it because someone's told him to voice it, or he's actually voiced it because he thinks it's a load of bunk anyway, and that's the only way he can put it across. I would venture so, to say that it's it's the influence that uh, that's being wielded by uh, Mr. Yeah, Gates, who's spending but, a lot of time at Number Ten and at Windsor Castle, oh, having God, uh, Mr. Gates. What did he say the other day? He is horrible. The man is horrible. He sat there in a discussion and said, "We've got to find another way to do these vaccines because because it's hurt industry so much." I have all that those clip, other people. If yeah, you'd like me to but play. the point is, yeah, yeah, but it's because of him. He's double his fortune, and so many other people have. Lying like hell when we told him it'd be 18 months and tried to get it across to the small businesses and saying, look, you've got to be prepared to weigh this out for a year and a half because you're going to get hit with everything after that. Mm-hmm. Don't take any sort of loans or anything because they'll do one lockdown and they'll do the next and they'll keep it going. And I'm not a told you so person. I'm just angry at what they've done to them because people like to believe they're being helped they were helped into debt yep and bankruptcy and that Mm -hmm. is the only place they got put i mean and they're and they're going to hit them again i mean it started in australia and it started in france with the healthcare workers as in mandatory jabs that's where it started and now it's spread to everything else but the virus is mutating so much I mean, common sense here. Just take an everyday common sense thing here. The flu jab, yeah? Another vaccine that's been going around. At least say, I mean, we've got a chemist in this country called Boots. Boots the chemist. Boots. The elderly or whatever can go in there and get their flu vaccination. But when they go in there, they actually get told, do you realize this vaccination has handpicked four or six of the most prominent active viral points at this time? So it won't cover everything, but we hopefully it will help you if against the flu. And that's what they tell them. So basically, we've got an even more. I mean, so that's four to six. There's loads of them out there. There's loads of flu viruses out there. And COVID's expanding. COVID's expanding. Loads and loads and loads of strains. So you've got all these strains. But the difference between the flu vaccine being a vaccine, which is taken from a sample of the flu virus 
this singular pinpointed man-made mRNA thing hits and is designed for the alpha strain. So this is miles away. So why they continuing it? They, I mean, they couldn't even voice it and say, this will help you because it, it's not going to help and it's not helping. It's just saying, okay, it's had its time. It had its purpose. Now, all you can do by having this is put yourself at risk, okay? You've got risk at the moment against all these other strains which seem to be more benign because your immune systems are actually caught up with it and you don't seem to be having problems because most people don't seem to be having problems unless they've had the vaccine. Then they show signs of COVID because it's reacted with what the prevalent strain is at the time. And that is the only reason I can see why they're giving that vaccine now to give a false report of COVID so they can do these lockdowns. People have got to get wise to it. If those people, yeah, like you say, it's the vaccinated people that have been in there because they're showing signs of COVID because the damn thing is reacting against the other one. You can't voice it enough. It's... But people still don't like people still don't want to believe though from last year. They still don't want to believe from a year ago that the testing, the PCR testing, they don't want to believe that that was faked in order to justify what was being done. They still don't want to admit that. I mean, you got the analogy of this bull with this big nose ring getting dragged to slaughter and there's an endless chain of them linked to each other and that's what they seem to be doing to the population and it's just it's I mean the possibility is if I was just on my own as a single individual, just giving it to the world, yeah, I probably wouldn't be on it. But because I have a family, because I have a daughter, etc., yeah, I've it's it's impacted because I'm getting it from several directions, and then speaking to other people around the world and stuff like that, and you give it my God. And the biggest impact is that I don't like is the lack of choice. They're taking freedoms and choices away, which is very upsetting. I mean, I've seen I've seen some of the the actual riots that are going on, and they're just trying to beat them into submission. I mean, that is just ridiculous. Because I'll yeah, never do that. I have a clip here that I want to play from uh, talk radio TV uh, in the UK. Now, I understand the individual that's hosting this show. His name's Jeremy Kyle. I don't know. It's the same guy that ran the trash TV show. Is that is that who it is? I'm yeah, assuming. he's got a radio show and he okay. had a TV show. Okay. Call, yeah. Well, this guy takes a call in from a, a, an NHS nurse who is double jabbed. And this was her response to what's being done to the NHS uh, staff. Hi, yeah, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. And it's been interesting listening to the other opinions. And uh, I do see both sides to the argument, but I am vehemently against mandating the vaccine programme. I think it really is sort of the last straw for some members of staff that work within the NHS. I mean, listening to what they were saying, you know, um, that uh, historically you don't see many people leaving uh, the profession if they mandate a vaccine. Well, I'm sorry, you're talking about an NHS system which is already on its knees. Staff morale is at an all-time low following a pandemic that has been so hard, physically, mentally, emotionally exhausting on staff. Yeah. And now you're saying to them you have to mandate a vaccine. I'm sorry it's not good enough. I'm the not, I'm not, I'm, listen, absolutely, absolutely everybody's right to make their own decision. You've decided not to. Are you prepared to say why? Uh, so, uh, w- not to have the vaccine? Yeah. Uh, so I've had the vaccine. I am double. Well, oh, you are double jabbed. But you are, what you're yeah, saying no, is I understand I, people I, that I, don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. Well, the thing is, uh, Jeremy, is that at the end of the day, as a profession, we consistently, um, you know, stand behind patient consent. And it's all about education. You know, if I've got somebody coming in who has a belief that they don't want a blood transfusion, I need to give them all the facts, the figures, what's going to happen if you do, if you don't. And then they are given that choice of informed consent. If we endorse that for patients, and that's the principles that we work off in a healthcare profession, why on earth are we not doing that for its workers? We've talked about vacancies already. The vacancy rate is at an all-time high for NHS, particularly within the nursing profession. We physically cannot afford to lose any more staff and, and, you know, degrade their morale anymore. The fact that we're going into what is the winter pressures, historically, chronically, the worst time of the NHS, it's going to be at its worst this year, I imagine. And now you're talking about mandating a vaccine. Two two things. Steve says, uh, so what, what... We're saying is, presumably, is that when you threaten to take someone's livelihood away, they'll take the vaccine. They're being coerced into it. That's not right, is it? No, not at all. You know, like I say, it's all about informed consent. Now, don't get me wrong. I would be the first person to talk to somebody who is saying, I don't want the vaccine. Right. Tell me why. What are the reasons? Is it because you're medically exempt? Would you try and change their opinion? Would you try and change their opinion? I would certainly have a strong conversation. I'd want to. But it's all about I I do education within my job, bro. I teach on a daily basis. And it's all about a learning conversation. All right. Why are you struggling with this particular skill? What's going wrong? Let's see how we can fix that. If it's because they've got a phobia of needles it could be something as simple as that mel right. mel we, don't we take mel don't place. take this the wrong way i could speak to you all day i think you're absolutely fantastic give me 10 seconds you believe they shouldn't be mandated why two lines go what is this vaccine going to do in the winter if those nurses resign? So what will this government say to my patients if nurses leave and they have scapegoated them for their failures as a government? I don't think it's fair. Thoughts? I think she's quite correct in many points, except for one. She feels strongly that you should be vaccinated. Hopefully, she'll actually speak to somebody who actually is a virologist and stuff like that, that knows how the damn thing works and how the strains are. It'd be interesting. I mean, personally, I'd speak to her. <laughs> Say, go on, talk me into it. If you've got a good point of view, if you could make me do it, if you could make me believe, excellent. But no, I am glad she had the strength to stand up. I am glad to say that, yes, you shouldn't talk. You don't talk patients into something that they don't want. You can advise them. It's like the rest of the population. You've got to have freedom of choice. I mean, think about it, yeah? If it got to a point where the medical staff ignored anything to do with the patient, that is in itself mental cruelty. And then that puts him, I mean, you get somebody come into a hospital that is there for a reason. Hang on. What's that? Because they're sick. So they're, they're either physically sick, mentally sick, both or in some form, they're at a low ebb. So they go in and then if it gets to a point where they get told, right, you're having this tomorrow. But I don't want that. No, you're having it. You haven't got a choice. Whether it's a vaccine, whether it's your legs coming off, going to remove your head, a, joke about it's it. It's a little bit coercion, well, isn't it? Yeah, it's, that's, that's coercion. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but the point is, it's happening. You haven't got a choice. It gets to that point, which actually they're moving down that line, aren't they? By not giving anybody a choice. It's mandating it. Um, but if they say, well, I don't really want this, or why should I have this? Or if you're recovered, they don't care. They don't care. But this is it. This is what she was saying. You can talk. uh, The patient has a choice. 
anything medically is in the laws of all the countries, whether it's America, whether it's Canada, whether it's um, Europe, whether it's Britain, it's written in our laws that we shouldn't be forced. We have choice on medical grounds. I mean, there are things such as religious grounds as well. You know, you have choice. What is wrong? They should just say, fine, you've got a choice and leave it at that. Not, you have a choice, but we're going to make a note of it and we're going to let it be known that you are not vaccinated. Why? Because you're not going to get a passport. Hang on. We're going to be restricted if we don't take and we're going to be unrestricted if we do take. But hang on. But the Dutch. An aircraft, no, on. The Dutch. Yeah, but an aircraft, uh, aircraft of vaccinated people are like sending an aircraft of carriers Correct. The the Dutch are locking everybody down regardless of your vaccination status. It doesn't matter. Well, maybe some degree. That's like sort of saying to the kids, one of you's got German measles, go and have a quick hug with each other and hang around with each other until everybody's got it out of system. Hopefully. That's the old way. Oh, God. Get the chicken box out of the way. Yeah. What's funny about all this, uh, the, one of the organizations that was uh, uh, pushing for these kind of things, and it's still pushing for these things, has now admitted that yeah, okay. If you've been infected previously with COVID, yeah, we're not seeing any breakthrough cases of of people that were infected getting reinfected. It's not happening, no, and they had to admit to it. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, the the argument, <laughs> one of the things we've been pointing out, as we just talked about, the vaccine doesn't keep you from getting COVID. No. Whereas having COVID. You don't get reinfected with COVID again. No, so your own immune system. You survive it or whatever. Like I say, yeah, it was introduced as a failsafe. To some point, if that was true, instead of being used as it has been used since, fine. It stopped people being affected by the worst. Help them to cope. It was a coping mechanism. Let's say it was a coping mechanism. Fine. But you cannot beat your own immunity. Once you've got your own immunity, your system's just going to be handling it like it's anything. And I mean, it's like those other researchers, and I will say it on air again, Yale University, brilliant, when they found out that the cold virus jacks your system against the flu virus and the COVID virus. It's nature's natural immune jacker. Yeah, you get a cold, but if you've got a cold, it'll fight them those off. And they've tested it against both, and it works. God help us if pharmaceutical people, big pharma, find their cure for the cold, common cold, because it's nature's way of helping us. To be fair, if they did, if they were able to cure the common cold, if you will, if they, if we got to the point that that was possible, then theoretically other diseases would be. Well, they should be able to wipe correct. everything out. Yeah, everything yeah. would be everything would yeah. be wiped out at that point. Yeah, because yeah. that, that's going to be a big feat because it, it uh, as as the flu. It's constantly evolving and changing. Yeah. So yeah. To, you know, to be able you know to create. My, do you know what my problem is behind all this, though? I, and I, I agree with all your points here. But do you know do you know what my problem is behind all this? Yes. If they can come up with a cure for the common cold, boy, that would be. And if they can wipe the rest of the stuff out, boy, that would be great. I don't like Bill Gates. I, I, I do not like this guy no, no, at all. He is he is an atrocious little nasty man. Yes. He is. I mean, at some time in his life. He might have been a nice person, but he seems to be popping in. He, he's got his foot in loads and he's been putting money behind. I mean, you talked about, I mean, okay, we, 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 we talk about Mr. Anthony Fauci and we talk about Mr. Bill Gates and their heads arrive. But I mean, you've also got those other coincidences like 
There's other names of the, the insidious little ones that used to like work for people like um, like the FDA, mm-hmm. which is Gottlieb. I know at least two of them: Scott Gottlieb, yep. and Stephen Hahn. Yep. Now Gottlieb, he worked for the F- FDA as the commissioner in charge of regulating Pfizer. Yeah. Now, currently... A little bit of conflict. He's on the board of directors of Pfizer. Just a a little conflict of interest, just a little bit. (laughs) Now now you've got Stephen Hahn. Isn't he? You're obviously talking about... You're talking What's about that? Bill Gates. Oh, isn't, isn't, the, isn't the Pfizer head a veterinarian? He's not even really a human doctor. Is he? Yeah, pretty sure he's not even okay. a human doctor. He's I, know that, I, I know the head of the German CDC is a veterinarian. He's not an actual doctor, uh-huh. which is uh-huh. that's, sure that's ridiculous. Is. <laughs> itself, so. Anyway, sorry, that's a side note. <laughs> yeah, sorry, go ahead, yeah. But, I mean, that's something people should know. I mean, and then you've got Stephen Hahn. I mean, you don't like Bill Gates, but Hahn... He was another FDA commissioner, and he was charged with regulating Moderna. Now, Moderna is Bill Gates' puppy. Uh-huh. And currently, he's chief medical officer of a thing called Flagship Pioneer- Pioneering, and they are the venture capital firm behind, hang on, Moderna. So what do we do? These guys have jumped ship. Fauci obviously was um, NIAID in the National Institute of Health. Yeah. God. And then he was behind the labs, and he still is. Yeah. That's what gets me. That's still running out there, and he's still there. Yeah, and then you've got and Eco Health is still there with Dazic, with that, which, yeah. which Fauci was using as a front man for the money. Yeah, Mister Puppet, who will sit between the World Health Organization, yeah, and misdirect them, and oh, it's just it, it, it is a comedy of errors. And then you got James Smith, another. Man. And who is he? Who is he? He was the CEO of Reuters, wasn't he, in charge of informing people about the COVID nineteen vaccines? Aha, gotcha. And now he's on the board of directors of, hang on, Pfizer. <laughs> it sounds like a good old boys club. I, uh, yeah, it is. I mean, you, you think about it, you think of it, Jesus, these guys, I mean, they were supposed to be in ethical and moral situations to keep people in line. And somebody's just gone and written them a check and gone, I'll give you a job. And they've gone, you're all right. And that's it. Jump ship, bump, after misdirection and God knows what else. I mean... You couldn't write the darkest science fiction novel about this. Like, you've got all names and everything, and, you know, it's just, you wouldn't have to say it's a work of fiction. It's just incredible. That's what gets me. We, we looked at the lab stuff, and now the papers are out, and they said, well, yeah, okay. In, was it October or September 2019, when they had the security problem at the labs, and then they had... They wanted to change all the air conditioning systems because they had a big problem with it. And they realized that there was COVID got out and everything. And eventually it's all in the paperwork and it's all out there now for people to see. And basically people just don't want to know now. That sort of thing should be actually put on the the international media. But the one thing that I found interesting is it's like, you know, the John Hopkins University, that's one of yours, yeah? John Hopkins University? Oh, yes. Yes. They've been putting out BS numbers since the start of this thing. Yeah. What about it? Well, the thing is, in 2019, at the time when <laughs> they had, there was a, a security problem and the um, servers for the viral information from those labs went down, boom, blank off. Yeah. And they there lost was all that data. E- just somehow. Yeah, there was, a world, there was a World Economic Forum. Uh-huh. Did you know that? Uh-huh. In October yeah. 2019. Uh huh. Yeah, and they had That's a their um, usual meeting. Yeah. Yeah, but they had a, a live simulation meeting 
which was actually um, called Event 201. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it was um, run by John Hopkins University. Uh-huh. And this is where they tabletop the actual release of a coronavirus. Just yeah, so but it was only a fictional thing, apparently. Right, right. Oh, why did why did you decide on the coronavirus? Oh, it's just a fictional possibility. And that was October 2019. And you had the Gates Foundation there. Well, some of the people that were there. Gates Foundation, CDC, yours from the US, the World Bank, United Nations. They even said the CIA were there, but I don't know. I'm not 100% sure about that. Would the not Chinese doubt Center it. For, the Chinese Center for Disease Control. And of course, several pharmaceutical companies. And that happened in October. I mean, how many more coincidences do you want? I mean, it is just, it just gets, they're just piling up. And yet, it's this freight train, as it was called, is still rolling out and getting casualties along the way. Casualty numbers are building up. And now the casualties are the vaccinated people. While they're telling you that it's not the vaccinated people. Well, it is the vaccinated people. That's I know. Because they're, the they're the only ones that are showing signs of COVID once they're vaccinated. I know. But what I'm saying is, is that they're literally flipping the script. They're trying to change reality before your very eyes. They're trying to gaslight you in the opposite direction. I know. It, it, it's, it's very strange. I mean, I've been around a while. I used to love science fiction when I was a kid. Yeah, it was dark. It was whatever. You had the crime novels. You had all sorts of things. And... If you manage to live long enough and you've read books, I mean, the H.G. Wells books gave people ideas about possibly atomic power and God knows what happens with people who write books. They give other people that have insight, especially scientific insight, not necessarily on the correct moral issues, ideas. But yeah, I can do that. And off they go. I mean, America suffered from the worst side of it. With the Twin Towers, that was actually in a, um, a spy novel or something, wasn't it? Originally, that attack on the Twin Towers was an idea that was actually in fiction before it happened. And there was also they... the, before the Twin Towers, there was also the bombing uh, in the 90s. They, they, there was a bomb that went off in the parking garage of the Twin Towers. They tried to take it down once before already, before yeah. the, so, yeah. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is these ideas, because... I mean, you can't blame the fiction writer because it's a story, it's there to stir emotions, and yeah. But in the hands, it can be misused, like all information, yeah? And then we've had all these coincidences, but when you, when you think, where did it start? Who gave them the idea? And I remember you flagging something up I couldn't actually see quite properly was the Henry Kissinger one on 2009. Yeah. So I went and... Actually, had a look just to see yeah. if I could actually find that mm -hmm. meeting. Yeah, what and, did you find? Well, the actual quote was quite interesting. I mean, once the herd accept mandatory vaccination, it's game over. That's one hell of a thing to say. I mean, that was for the that was with the Wealth Her uh, Health Organization Council. I mean, he's sitting there talking to these people, right? Which have got various nefarious people we could call there as well that have their own agendas. The thing is, was he saying it to say to them that he knew or was he saying it as an idea or was it just an open discussion on control? I couldn't get, but it was just like this conversation went on. And then he said, once the herd has accepted this mandatory vaccination idea, it's game over. They'll accept anything. Then he goes on to talk about forcible organs or blood donations. Yeah. Which, so by the way, to that point really quickly, you can't, yeah. it, they're advising if you've received the COVID-19 vaccine, 
then you can no longer donate blood or your organs. They're telling people that That's now. Right. So then he goes on to saying, we can genetically modify our children and sterilize them. I mean, that's genetically modify. You could say, okay, we've got that nowadays where parents think, I'd like it to have blue eyes, green eyes, brown eyes. I'd like it not to be sick. So can you check for this, that, whatever. But why put and sterilize them on the end of it? That made me twitch. And then control sheep's minds and you control the herd. And then it, it gets darker. It goes, vaccine makers stand to make billions. And many of, and this is where he says directly at them, you in this room are investors. It's a big win-win. We thin the herd and they pay us for it. I mean, it's, my it's God. in plain view. It's in plain view. Yeah. Yeah. And that now, was I, I want to 10 I wanna years play this. before the incident. Yes. I want to play this real quick on that point, since you just brought that up from the quotes of Henry Kissinger himself, correct? Yep. Okay. This is dear old Klaus Schwab down at the World Economic Forum talking about who has influenced him the most in his life. <laughs> yeah. I have met practically every leader in the last 40 years, and uh, there were only three or four leaders who really made a lasting impression on me and um, to a certain extent changed my thinking. Um, and one of those, one of those was Mandela, one, another one was my teacher at Harvard 50 years ago, Professor Henry Kissinger. Need I say more? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. When you make a statement like that, I can imagine, I mean, even if he was brushed off being aware, if that was the case, or it was already, the idea was already there amongst them. But if it wasn't, it definitely must have got stirred up. And there must have been a load of people in that room that saw the dollar sign and just went, well, but to actually carry out something like that, I mean, to actually direct people and make them so nonchalant and uncaring for themselves that they'll put up with anything. I mean, that is causing humanity to lose its soul itself. Because as a race, we have attacked, we, we've, we, we actually try to find frontiers. We get, we get, there's a side of us that gets bored. So it wants to go up every mountain, find the deepest seas, find something different, go out there, discover things or, you know, and to a lighter point, thankfully, we are still going down that road. Um, I mean, the media, when I was growing up, especially in the 60s and into the early 70s, you had the space race. You had it. Yes, it is initially Russia, America, whatever. But if you weren't part of Russia and you weren't part of America, this wasn't so red under the bed or, you know, anger, sort of, we've got to get there first, we've got to do this. The, the rest of the world was seeing this amazing thing where man was pushing the frontiers with some real crap technology, if you think about it, compared to what we have now, and achieving massive things. And that got us all together, which is the total opposite to what's happening now, where everybody's segregated everybody's been kept separate the countries the news between countries just doesn't happen it's it, it's like everybody's been treated like a uh, a political activist so isolate that country from that country from that country and they'll all fall over and follow what's happening and they are they are 
Eh, but, I, I don't know. I don't know, my friend. Those the, these protests that we're seeing here across the continent of Europe and and down in New Zealand and Australia and now in the United States, they're not getting stirring. any smaller. Yeah, they're not getting any smaller. Oh, no, no, they are stirring. They're even stirring in the UK. People are getting fed up. Yeah. But what I'm trying to put across is that dark aim they've got. That segregation that they initially have caused. If we pull back from it, which we're trying to do, and because I'm not sure whether they made the mistake with this COVID passport thing, because people have gone, well, we don't want this. We don't want this. You can't do this. The step too far. Yeah, it is a step too far. You take people's choices wrong. It is wrong. But there is something positive that happened in October. And I thought it was a wonderful thing. Yes, it was done by an independent business, SpaceX, and getting four people into space for three days to circumnavigate the Earth. Just civilians, not military personnel. Awesome. Awesome. And it wasn't covered. Well, yeah, it was covered, actually. Um, I think Netflix did a thing called Countdown on it. I think they they bought it out as a thing. They followed it or they got the license to follow it or whatever. But when I was growing up, that had hit the news everywhere in the world. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it would have been out there. Look, wow. Look at that. Anybody can get up there now. I mean, you know, but what did you hear? You heard some billionaire and his oppo went up into space because they could afford it or whatever. But the really interesting point of view, the real stretch was those four civilians the leader of the mission, yes, he had some very good grounding within business himself, and he was a bit of an entrepreneur. He was the only one that was chosen. I mean, was he was approached and said, look, this is whatever. Um, there was a young girl of 29, I think, that had a uh, prosthetic bone, I do believe. And she went up there because she'd already suffered from um, cancer, wasn't it? So she'd had therapy when she was a young girl, and she climbed out of it, and she... Obviously, they replaced in part of a uh, in her leg with um, a prosthetic sort of uh, pin, and she was one of the crew. There was a a black lady who always wanted to be in space, and she'd been part of a program indirectly or whatever. And um, I think there was some family dreams along the way, and they'd been involved in the space somewhere. And then there was a just another ordinary bloke who just thought it. Um, I think they said because because the young girl, it was at St. Jude's where she'd had her cancer treatment and she'd gone back there. She'd always wanted to work there if, if she could. And she went back there to try and give the kids um, a positive point of view saying, look, I've done this. I've been through this. And she was already doing it as a job and whatever. And then she was approached as in saying, well, you know, inspiration, we're calling something inspiration for you know, joy, hope, whatever. And we'd like you to have one of the seats. What do you think about it? And she jumped for it. And then there was a charity thing for St. Jude's, I think it was. And they said, donate $1, $50, $5 million, $5 billion, whatever. If you donate 10 cents, your name will go in a hat. And an ordinary bloke got picked up. And he just did it. And he got picked. And it was a case of, what? Oh, wow. And yes, they had to go through training. But what an experience. What a one-in-a-lifetime thing. It, it's, I mean, people should go and watch it. it it's, it's not me pushing Netflix, but it's called Countdown. And if you want to see it, 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 it's brilliant. Four people getting up there in space, going around the Earth for three days, being proper astronauts. Awesome. That's something like that. And 
as much as anything else, yes, it is a business and it's Elon Musk's business. Yeah, he has an idea. He wants Mars to happen. So we are a um, bi-planet, you know, race. So we've got two, you know, and yeah, awesome. That just re-energizes you when you see something like that. It's just this is precisely why it. they're not showing it. Yeah, this is precisely why they're not showing it. Did you know that there was a uh, there was a crew that was launched by SpaceX yesterday? They're doing a six month mission at the ISS to study uh, microgravity, and it's not even talked about. wasn't even mentioned. I know all all, all the missions aren't now. It's just it, it. Whereas this is our future. Yeah, there should be open media on. Look, this is the future of humanity. This concerns all. They can't control it. You know. That's why. Well, this ex- that's why, exactly. That's why they they exactly. won't show it. No, I, I I wholeheartedly agree. But the point is, by not showing it, they're showing their true colours. I mean, why why not show it? Why not give people hope? When it initially happened, they uh, um, when SpaceX decided to give Mars a big boomf, and they it when it did go across the media at one stage, and I was down at Cambridge University, and you heard things like. People giving it, wow, you know, they'll be looking for volunteers for this and that. And everybody was shoving their name in a direction, including academics, whatever. I mean, even a Dutch media company come up with, wow, you know, we could do something like if we were involved in this and there are billions in this sort of market, the first people that go there know they're not coming back, but we could do a sort of um, reality TV thing and see how they live. We could get a lot of mileage out of this. And they were thinking on that, and all of a sudden, dead. COVID comes down and shuts the world down. And that is what it's done. It's been used to shut the world down. It's been used in a horrible way. I mean, just by its thought, I mean, if anybody, I mean, you've got history. You've got the First World War. You had a flu epidemic after that. 50 million people died in the world. Yeah. That happened. You've had several flu viruses since. 1957, my mum was pregnant with my sister. She actually got Asian flu on that epidemic. Funny enough, she wasn't allowed to be vaccinated because she was pregnant. But the doctors got her through it and gave her medication, whatever, got through it. She had my sister. Yahoo! Wow. Which meant that then my parents, funny enough, wanted another plaything. So they decided to have me. For my sister. And if that didn't happen, then we wouldn't be having this great conversation, just so you know. (laughs) Yes, and my sister wouldn't have been upset because I had a twin brother and we played with each other and forgot ourselves. Fair point. (laughs) So, yeah. So it wasn't quite a win-win. Yeah. But that's life. That's the way it goes on. But humanity has ways of coping with these things or whatever. And not once, not once, no matter how down. These things brought people together. They brought them together to help each other. Somebody had a problem. Somebody was ill. You checked on your neighbors. You did this, you did this, whatever. COVID kept neighbors away from each other. COVID taught people to step off the pavement if somebody fell over and started to bleed. Oh, they might, you know, it'd be infected. You know, they got all sort of nasty ideas in their brain. People stopped caring. This has been a total mess up of humanity's soul it is and we've got to get it back we have to get it back we have to oh, we find will. our compassion we will and we've got to start caring for each other because that to me it's not the pandemic which was the problem it is how this has 
this is this has been a really dark time. This has been a really dark time. We've got to just really climb out of it and say, sorry, let's, let's just get on with life. People have just got to stand up and say, look, no, I don't want this passport. I want to get on. I want to sit like off. I mean, if you look at it, we're all related around the world, some way or another, if you look deep enough, you know, far enough back, deep enough back, somewhere along the line, somebody said, hey, we all came out from Africa. Yeah, fine. So we're all related. Just use that and say, whoa, that means I should be entitled to see my relations anywhere in the world, take your passport and shove it. And that's what they want to do. I don't care whether my brother or sister over there has been vaccinated or not. I would like to go over and have a beer with them or a cup of tea if they want that. And that's it. We've got to find our compassion here. We've got to, we've got to get back as a race. We've got to say, well, this is totally wrong because we have got a whole universe to experience and we've got to go out there positive, not like puppets because it ain't going to work. I, I would I would say that um, I think we were to the point of, uh, for example, the, the analogy you use there, seeing someone injured on the side of the road or sidewalk or whatever, and people avoiding them. Uh, that was actually kind of, at least here in the States, depending on where you were, what part of the state or country you're in, that was already a thing before COVID. I mean, we, we, we've talked about stories where uh, there was a woman being raped on, the tra- on, a, on a subway. And nobody did anything. They were well, filming they just it. Looked on. They were filming it. Oh, not yeah. getting the phones out. Oh yeah, yeah. That's all they did. They did. They didn't stop the dude raping her. They did. None. None of the other dudes that were in there didn't go beat the living tar out of the guy. Nothing. Which I can assure you, they didn't do had I'd seen something like I'll that, what, this is, this is just me. What, yeah, yeah. Had, had yeah, I'd seen yeah, something no, like no. that, I'm telling you, we wouldn't have been waiting on the police to get there. No, he he would have been in bits and yeah. somehow I might have just managed to get and I probably train. would have smashed all the phones of every single one of those onlookers that did absolutely nothing by the way no no you you need the you do need someone to record it because okay in yeah that situation that's, that's but okay lawsuit let, let me substitute smash their phones with smack each one of them upside the head or something and confiscate I mean, their phones wh- whatever <laughs> whatever th- those people that that did that they're useless they are absolutely no, useless. no no they're, they're horrible they were I mean if you if you think about it, they're just as bad, if not worse, than the actual person. Absolutely. I mean, if you look about it, I mean, that then is akin to the Roman uh, gladiatorial places, aren't they? Yeah. All the people flocked in to see either people beat each other to death, get torn to pieces uh, by animals or whatever. For what? What state of mind do you have to be in to go, yeah, you're not man enough to do it. But you're nasty enough to go. Whoa, I'm enjoying this. No, that's, but that's what it was in the fall it. of Rome. That, that's what it was in the fall of Rome. It was it was games yeah. and circuses and and breads and and you know bread, bread and circuses. That, that's what it was. Yeah, but that, that is. I mean, that, that's that's disgusting. I mean, I understand, but right that's the mindset. That but that's the mindset yeah, when you have the decline of society. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, no, I agree. I agree. I mean, thankfully, there's us three that find it despicable, and if us three do. There's a lot of other people out there do too. And hopefully, I mean, yeah, they've got to be, there was enough people there, even if there was 10 people who weren't sure of themselves to stop it. There was enough of them, but they didn't, if that's the case. And that, that, is, not, that is definitely not good. That is definitely not good. But anyway, I wanted to, um, on, on a positive point, which is an interesting fact, going back to the, the horrible COVID, in France, there you go, there was what they call an administrative court in france which is like a civil court yeah 
It handed down a precedent set in with a decision on the 4th of October that could hopefully impact unvaccinated healthcare workers in the UK as well. Hopefully it will roll this way because this started in Europe. The Court of Clergy, Pontois, I think it's called, it's, um, I'm not very good with French, it's P-O-N-T-O-I-S-E, ruled that a hospital that has suspended a caregiver due to her unvaccinated status and put her on leave, i.e. suspended her and put her on leave, she must be reinstated and paid back wages for lost employment. So the hospital had gone, no, you're suspended, go home, you're unvaccinated. They went, no, you've got to reinstate her, let her have a job back and pay her for a time that she should have been there. The thing is, this is civil law, and this is where people have got to understand. You've got laws of the country, yeah, which have... This is where they make their big rulings, yeah? But civil law, like anybody who sues people and that, this is where it builds up. So that is, now in, civil, that is now in civil law and it's set a precedent that an unvaccinated person has been given her job back and she is a caregiver in a hospital. Now, hopefully from that little, little bit, you know, this acorn will grow into an oak tree, you know, very quickly. I am so impressed that somebody in power in a court had the sense to do that really what do you think it's positive it 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 is there there's um there's still hope and like for example we're seeing similar cases uh here there's a a big uh national um court case here over over self-defense basically and uh it's possible we're gonna have precedent now for self-defense on a national scale so we have the second amendment and we're allowed to have firearms, but it's assumed that because you have firearms, you should be able to defend yourself with firearms, right? That that's kind of uh, embedded in the founders. You should be letters able to, to one another by and, law. You should be able to defend yourself with the minimum use of force. I it's parallel to whatever. Yeah, if somebody fires at you, yeah, blow his head off. Right. To stop him firing at you again. Right. It's right. it's a yeah. technically that that is a right given by God, not uh, by government. Basically, is is the argument that that that's um, the use of minimal force. I think um, in some places they actually state it, but yeah. then they don't like. I mean, <laughs> it's like everything. You know, somebody breaks into your house, you give him a good kick in, and he dies. Do you get done for manslaughter? I mean. Depends on the state. This is the problem. This is the problem. I mean, there should be somewhere along the law. Law. The biggest problem with we know that's with law is basically there's always got to be two sides to it. If you're in a situation like that where someone has come into your house and you've defended yourself and they've copped it, there's going to be somebody on the opposite side to prove to people that you were bad, whether you were or not, whether they believe it or not, they're going to take that up. To prove it. And that is where the ethics and the morals and whatever comes out. And for some reason, I mean, somebody somewhere should actually go, well, let's look at this case. Let's well, somebody, hang on, force their way into this place, wanted to do malicious damage. I mean, if you think about it, somebody breaks into your house. Yeah. Now, not everybody can afford to move. In fact, less people can afford to move than whatever. If you're a family, and somebody breaks into your house and rifles through anything, if you've got children or a wife or no children, whatever, whatever's going to happen, everything in that house is going to, in your head, is going to be questionable whether they've tampered with it. Mm -hmm. That's your clothes, your personal belongings, everything. Your 
house is now stained. It's messed up. That person, right, that's been in there, if they get arrested and taken away, they will get done for breaking and entering and robbery. But what about the fallout? What about the mental crew? What about they don't want to live there anymore? What about all of that fallout that happens then that gets left? And that, that there's an almighty non-monetary and monetary bill left behind that they have to cope with. That doesn't actually, that sort of thing should then be either settled in court by the person who broke in with, by whatever they own is sold to enable them to start anew, because that's what you really need, or the state does it. But that, uh, in most cases, probably isn't even thought about. There's so much fallout, and it's it's just, that's where it goes. The laws go click, 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 bump. Hey, yeah, you've. They've got so many years for that. They are, you've got justice. No, no, that isn't justice. What about, it's just ruined my whole family life, you know, that sort of thing. I, I, you know, you you hear these, yeah. And I mean, as a bloke, I'd give it, yeah, I've got to get on with my life. But I can understand how it would affect my wife, children, everything like that. I mean, every time they hear a creak or a movement in that place that they now live in, is that somebody else breaking in? There's a hell of a lot of fallout and mess there. That's even it is is not even thought about. I mean, there's so many things that are wrong, and I suppose you could say the victim just has to put up with it. I mean, at some point, it's all right them getting sent to psychologists and things like that. But a psychologist, they'll listen to you, or a counselor will listen to you, but they can't advise you because they'd be worried that if they advise you to do something, they didn't work out, they'd be sued. So basically, they're getting paid quite a lot of money to just listen. So if yeah. so, and this is what a lot of people find out. Oh, they've they've said we've got to go to counselling, things like that, whatever. But then once they've been to counselling, they, they then realise like, well, that didn't do much help. That actually didn't do much help whatsoever. They let me voice my issues, and that was it, you know. And but they they don't because people are looking for advice on how to handle this. They're they're, they're looking at us. Well, how can I resolve this? They want this out the way, this this darkness, but they're not getting that. They, they eventually, at the end of the day, they've got to find their own way of doing it because that's what it all comes around to, no matter how many times they get pushed around the block, around all these different people, some personages, yeah? And it's just, it's a mess. It is, but uh, the reason I was pointing that out is it, it's to show that um, we, we, we've kind of harped on it here, at least in the States, Things are like when when you come to the courts and everything as a conservative or someone that that enjoys freedom and liberty. Um, typically, when you take things to court or um, there's any kind of uh, law passed or any of those kind of things, it always bites us in the ass. It always <laughs> ends up hurting us in the end. Uh, the, but at the same time, there there are some cases that are being brought forward now that it's the conservative the the freedom people they're the ones on the offensive they're the ones pushing for um as you were saying with the the um the lawsuit in France uh the the doctor or excuse the nurse being reinstated and paid for uh the time lost similarly here we we have cases that are going forward where um uh there's lawsuits for Walgreens and Walmart which are both stores uh here Th- they have pharmaceutical branches that were basically they would not fill a prescription for ivermectin 
Um, I think hydroxychloroquine is in there as well because they decided that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine were no longer over-the-counter stuff um, and required prescriptions. So uh, they would get prescribed that uh, by doctors and then they would go to fill the the prescription at the pharmacy, which the Walmart and Walgreens both are, are have a very large pharmacy. Like it's, it's well-known chain, yeah, yeah. if you will. Um, they decided they weren't going to fill those per CDC saying that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine are not to be used for COVID. And uh, anyway, there, there's lawsuits in that. Um, and they're, they're fighting against that. We've, we've actually had people that died because they were not given... It, it's theorized because ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine both are really good against COVID. Uh, it stops replication. Um, they're basically saying that there have been people that died and some people that didn't die that were barred from having hydro, the ivermectin and instead went and bit the bullet and bought some uh, ivermectin meant for horses and uh, took the proper dosage for a human and which, you know, it's not recommended you do, but they did it because it was a dire strait. They were like the dude was going to die um, yeah. and took ivermectin and within uh, 24 hours was back on his feet and everything was like he, he was well enough to um, get up and, and do things, which was, he was bedridden before then. Uh, so they're, they're filing lawsuits on this. Anyway, all that to say, uh, there is still some hope as far as the, the legal side of things. So they're still, uh, good. Um, quick side note on the, you know, breaking and entering that kind of stuff. Um, here in this state, we, we have castle doctrine, castle law, um, which basically says, um, if you break into someone's house and you get shot and killed, you, you deserved it. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Uh, and and the, the thing is, though, with, with the castle doctrine, um, it, it's it's like a it's like a nuclear deterrent. Right. So I have a nuclear bomb. I don't want to use it. But other countries aren't going to mess with you because you have a nuclear bomb. Kind of the same situation. Um, they well, know the laws it's, in place. It's like, it's like if you're on a um, naval ship and you pull alongside another country, when you go on the jetty, that's the country. When you come off the jetty onto your ship, that's your home ground. Yeah. Yeah. And woe betide anybody that wants to come up that gangway that you don't want on there. Mm-hmm. Kind yeah. of, uh, no, same thing. being in the Navy. Yeah, I understand that. Okay, wrapping up here. Uh, is there anything else that uh, that you want to go over that's uh, that's pressing? That's that's short. Um, I was gonna just give out a couple of sites for people who like in the U.S. and stuff like that. That mm -hmm. I've just found over here. It's like um, there are certain areas. Like if you have a problem with this um, COVID passport thing and you need advice, you've got. Um, like americasfrontlinedoctors.org, they provide sort of forms and notices specific to firefighters, city workers, airline pilots, and more. And you got your childrenshealthdefense.org, which is a Robert F. Kennedy Jr. organization, which actually does have info for the military, students, and employees. And there are several more. But if you go onto sites, they just them two, I have a list of quite a few. But I mean, that's just in america but if you go there they will be able to direct you to other places and i mean there are places that actually have got several court cases in hand about this as well so that's just two but that will get some people started because it covers a few areas um could go into it at a later date even even more so but um if anybody 
does get in contact with you, Johnny, about some if they want information like that about US or Canada. It's a bit different in Europe and UK. We're a bit nefar- more nefarious. We don't tend to mandate people that can't work yet. You know, oh, it's, it's coming. Just done. It's just, yeah. It's just done by the actual companies, and then everybody goes up in arms, and the companies renege. They try to do something some way, and then they they they, they, they go back again. But yeah, it's going to start with the NHS employees, and yeah. like that lady said, it shouldn't be done. No, it shouldn't. And I also think that uh, we're going to start seeing a serious turning of the tide when they start mandating the boosters as well. Uh, quite frankly, because. Uh, I was reading over a form that was posted this morning uh, that was an official letterhead that was sent out by your NHS. And it said that I, I was reading the uh, the wordage very carefully. And it said, uh, we're not mandating that, uh, that people uh, undertake the booster jab at this time, meaning they're keeping the door open to do it later down the line when they need to. So, And the booster can only cause more false positives and more vaccinated people will be either on lockdown or put in hospital. Actually, I was just, I was literally just reading an article uh, right here. Cardiologist who vowed not to cry for the unvaccinated deaths dies in his sleep two weeks after receiving his third jab. A uh, Canadian cardiologist who tempted fate by claiming he would never shed a tear for, un- for the unvaccinated deaths suddenly dies in his sleep. Uh, Dr. Sharab uh, uh, uh sorry if I got that wrong. Uh, director of the Interventional Cardiology Program at the New Brunswick Heart Center, died in his sleep. The institution has put out the following statement. It is with profound sadness that we report the sudden and unexpected death of a colleague, friend, father, partner, and inspiring spirit. Inspiring spirit. And yes. actually, they put a karma alert out, did they? Yes. His tweet on July 10th was the following. The collective argument to protect those who cannot get the vaccine, who want protection... Example, immunocompromised, the very young, the homeless, and the disenfranchised. For those that won't get the shot for selfish reasons, whatever, I won't cry at their funeral. And of course, he posted again back in August saying that uh, the jabs were like antibody guns. Uh, and we need to get Americans to get on board with the vaccinations. Uh, and then on October 24th, so a few weeks ago, he tweeted this. Well, it wasn't a tweet. I'm sorry. It was on his Facebook page. Vax shot number three, electric uh, f- f- flu galoo. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what that is. No lineups. Great plot and direction. Average special effects. I give it two thumbs up. And then he died 15 days later. Oh, something. Oh, I'm glad you actually said that because that. Uh actually does rebalance some things i mean i'm not being horrible i'm not glad that he's dead i'm just saying he sounded like a very stupid man you don't take choice away you don't preach that way to people and tell them that they they are idiots for not doing this is where the debate people should be able to talk about it without getting irate if you become irate that means you've actually decided what is right and what is wrong. And in most cases, even on academic level, they still talk about all manner of things. I spent a lot of time in Cambridge University talking to all manner of academics in all departments, and they don't go around like they know it all. They go around like they've got something to discover. And that is what 
we should be like. Couldn't have said it better myself. Everybody should be like. Couldn't have said it better myself. You're absolutely right. Okay, uh, we are going to have to go. So I want to thank you guys for being here today. It's been a real pleasure, Ned, uh, having you here. Please do come back. Let me know uh, when you want to come on again, and uh, we'll be sure and make time for you. I want to thank you guys for being here today. I want to thank all of the listeners. I want everyone to have a fantastic weekend. We will see you on Monday. If you are listening to us on Monday, then have a great evening, and we will see all of you tomorrow. Good night, guys.